welcome to the first episode of Techable. My name is Joshua and I'll be your host today. Now, today we're going to be discussing a little bit about the Apple's November event, or also known as the One More Thing event or the Mac event. M1 Silica, the Mac chip that everybody has been waiting for, is finally out. Um, after lots of rumors and speculations, it is finally out. Now, as for the Mac clients, there hasn't been too much differences. I don't want to get into too much of the specs or the details because it's something that you can always just search up on the internet, go to the Apple website, look at other videos to basically get full details of the specs. In this episode, we just want to give you more of an analysis and what these type of features mean for the upcoming and future Apple products. Now, as for the Mac Pro and Mac Mini and the other Mac devices, there hasn't been too much difference except for the fact that the M1 Silica chip has been integrated. Now, this means completely removal of Intel chips and other different processors and graphic cards. This also applies to MacBook Air, but one of the unique features about MacBook Air that Apple has decided to make was sort of a bold move. It is the fanless version, which means MacBook Airs will now not include a fan. If you own a Mac, then you probably know that when you're doing a lot of work, the fan us- the Mac actually gets quite overheated, and usually the fan usually gets really loud as it's trying to cool the thing down, and sometimes it can be distracting. But because the MacBook Air has completely removed its fan, and is fanless, it will apparently be very, very quiet. Now, another thing is the Big Sur. It's a new Mac OS. And in my opinion, I don't think there is too much of a difference from the uh, Sierra, which was released just last year. But what I think the biggest thing for Big Sur is the seamless transition between the iPhone and the iPad and how the Big Sur, a lot of the features and a lot of the design have been actually adapted from the iPhone and the iPad. What I mean is that is I mean by the unique user interface and the unique user experience that the iPhone and iPad give has been added to the Big Sur. Now, if you watch the Apple event, then you know that there is a faster waking up feature, which means that as soon as you open your laptop, it just brightens up, which is really, really same or probably exactly the same as how when you flip your iPhone while it's facing downwards upwards, it just turns on. So obviously that feature has been adapted from the iPhone, which we can sort of tell. The other thing is the seamless transition. What I mean by that is Apple has improved so that while you're working on your laptop and you have an iPad opened up, you're able to move files from your iPad and your Mac seamlessly in a very, very nice way, which means it will be similar to just having a separate display. Now, another unique thing about the Big Sur is that if you look at the taskbar and a lot of the icons and a lot of the features included, it's very, very similar to an iPad. It is nearly the same. So obviously while you're using it from Mac and then an iPad, it will cause more of a seamless transition that would allow you to sort of be more engaged and more focused on what you're doing. Before I move on to talk about the M1, the Silica, I just wanna um, point out about how every Mac event is really, really focused on music and creative uh, developers. What I mean by that is ever since Apple started making computers, Back then, uh, CEO Steve Jobs was always focused and always was sort of trying to promote the idea of 
creativity and helping musicians and artists and developers to really express themselves. And that's why a lot of their posters had a lot of different artists, such as Bob Marley. Now, last year on the Mac event, this sort of emphasis was not happening too much. And as we think, you know, Tim Cook is not too big on musicians and creativity, this feature wasn't really emphasized. However, in today's event, not really today's, but in this year's event, we were able to see that during the launch, there were a lot of creativity and artists and musicians and developers that constantly showed up. Even at the very beginning, it talked about how Mac has changed their life on how they used to do things and how they can now do better at developing and music and creative work. So it's sort of showing how Apple seems to be going back on track to where it was going. So now let's move on to the Mac M1 Silica chip. One thing that Apple has done is that every single product of their own, except for the Mac line, has always included an Apple-made chip. So for the iPhones, all of you guys probably know the A11 Bionic chip or just known as the A Bionic chip series. These type of chips have always been implemented with the AirPods. They also have their own unique chip and iPad as well. All these type of different devices, they all have their Apple made chip. Whereas if you compare it to Samsung or OnePlus or Huawei or other uh, smartphone devices, instead of using their own chips, they usually used Snapdragon and it was sort of unified between all of Android devices. And it was only Mac that did not have their own chip. It was using Intel chips and GeForce uh, graphics card and all these type of uh, car, uh, basically chips from different companies. However, with the release of M1 Silica, all of the remaining fleet of their devices will be containing Apple-made chips. So what is M1 Silica? And why is it such a great chip? Um, it's something that a lot of people have been talking about, but M1, or also known as silica, I'll just refer to as silica for now, contains nanotechnology. So it was able to combine many of the components of a chips all into one unified chip. So this means it's going to be super fast. Machine learning and deep learning features are going to be hugely increased. Um, and Apple refers to it as a revolutionary chips and they say it's just the beginning. And I think it's also just the beginning because the capabilities of the M1 silica chip is endless. And with what they're currently developing and the progress they're in, and one thing I'll get to in a bit is with the Apple Glass. I think the way of how chips will be and the speed will basically be revolutionary with the introduction of the silica. Now, I'll just go into a few details of why the silica chip is so great. So firstly, like I said, it's going to combine everything into one. So processors and many other things such as the GPU, the neural engine, cache and DRAM, all these things will be unified into just silica using nanotechnology, which is very exciting because, because it's all into one component, it's not only gonna save space for the computer itself, but it's also gonna decrease the time of low time. Now, based on this, what we can also know is that it's going to become, it's also, it's also gonna contain unified memories. So having unified memories means everything is all into one big 
space, whether that's a chip or whether that's the memory itself, which is basically cash. Um, because the silica chip uses cash and they'll have a primary memory that is usually the hard disk, right? Um, but because they have a cache and because it's all combined into one, it would actually allow Max to have faster analysis and processing. So this means, let's say you're on a video call or a video conference on a Zoom call, ideally, with your students, your teachers, your work people. Now, usually what happens is the processing of the camera and the audio and synchronization happens in all different parts. The CPU sort of brings it together and then processes out and sends it in. That's usually how it happens. But because having unified memory and combining all of the things into one single chip, it will actually be able to improve the quality of the video call that you'll be doing, including the video itself and the audio quality since everything's together and there is fast, faster react time. And when I mean fast, I mean really, really fast. Now, because of this, it's going to basically have battery efficiency, um, more CPU power, but less battery drainage. What I mean by this is that you can use a lot of the power, but it's going to take less battery because of how everything's unified and everything's together. Now, M1 capabilities, probably the biggest one is machine learning and deep learning. Um, this is very exciting because it's sort of a further step into faster and improved versions of artificial intelligence, um, hopefully with better developments of Siri will follow as well. Now, to end this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Apple Glass, which is something that's have been talked about a lot recently, and it's something that I'm personally very, very excited for. So two of the technologies that I prefer or love the most is AR glasses, or basically AR technology in general, and AI. As you know, with AR technology, it's something that's not very common nowadays. Um, you know, with the Google Glass and how it was sort of a failure as people refer to it. And um, a, lo a lot of people find it really bulky and really weird and only for nerds or geeks, right? But the way that's the direction that a lot of companies are going with is to really make it seamless. So while you're wearing glass, it just looks like a normal glass and yet it will create it will be able to contain AR technology, which I think is super cool. So what the M1 means with the Apple Glass or the AR technology is that because the chip will be so small, and although the M1 chip itself isn't very, very, very small, we expect that by the time the Apple Glass comes out, they'll be able to further develop from this technology so that the chip itself is very, very small. Um, and we can already see how small the M1 chip is. So with just a few years more of development, we don't know how small it'll be. Maybe it'll be just as small as a rice grain, right? And that means the Apple Glass will be very less bulky. And instead of how the Google Glass looked with very, very bulky sides and inaccurate informations and very slow processing, it will be probably completely different with the new chip, which I don't know what will be called, but Looking at a step of how Apple is able to integrate nanotechnology with the M1 chip, I think there's a high possibility that when the Apple Glass comes out, it's going to be even better. Um, also, the Apple Glass requires a lot and a lot of processing because obviously it's AR, which means a lot of things are going to be displayed. It constantly needs to 
basically gather information from the surroundings, constant doing 3D mapping and all these type of things, which means faster processing and more accurate processing. And although we don't know the full capabilities and to what extent M1 is capable and how good their processing is, through what we can find the information from the website and from the videos um, that Apple has released, it seems like that this type of processing is absolutely revolutionary. And because of it, the Apple Glass is expected to just be the same and we believe it will be a step forward to it. Now, I'm not sure if all of you guys have watched the event, but I feel like Apple is giving a hint to their Apple Glass. And don't come at me, but really, I really think that it's actually a hint for Apple Glass. And what I mean by that is the Mac event, um, the iPhone event, and the iPad and Apple Watch event. Except for Tim Cook and a few people that are quite well known to the public, the other people have been wearing glasses. And I'm not saying that just because you wear glasses means it's Apple Glass, but there were black holes that seems like sensors and cameras integrated. And it was at a very, very weird, unique position. You'd only have those type of spots if you really was trying to create Apple Glass. And obviously it could just be a coincidence. It could just be that it's a new trend for glasses. <laughs> but I just feel like the way that they have constantly been wearing glasses and the way that the glasses look and have been made and based on leaks, it's very similar to the Apple glass. I don't know. Um, anyway, so today's episode was just going over the Apple's One More Thing event, the M1, and a bit of a Apple glass as well. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And next time, we'll be talking about, about Hologram and what other companies are doing to actually achieve this, which is sort of an extension from Apple Glass and AR technology, but we'll go more in depth of what Hologram is, how it's gonna work out, what companies are doing right now, and recent uh, breakthroughs that have been released. This is it for me today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and I'll see you guys next time.